0: hey trail runners welcome to episode 10 of the trail runners experience on today's episode i'll be talking to an adelaide trail running stalwart uh, sputnik okay so if you live in adelaide you would definitely know sputnik's name he's a unique character he he's been in lots of events he's inspired lots of people to start running he's very active on um, a number of social media platforms and he's got some fantastic um life experience both on the trails and off the trails and we had a fascinating discussion with him about everything from dnfing to uh, his greatest race his you know and um, psychology social media so you know enjoy this episode we were sitting in a coffee shop having a great chat so sit back or better still once again put your shoes on headphones on and head out the door and go for a run Let's go. Alright, so I'm sitting here with Sputnik. The, not the satellite, but the man. Good morning, how are you? I'm
1: good, how are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Sitting here with, our, with my little cup of peppermint tea. It's not that little, it's a big cup. <laughs> no, it is. It's just about a... It's like a teapot without the lid on it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
0: and I've got my flat white. We're sitting in Mercado, beautiful cafe in Adelaide. One of my favourites. Um... And uh, yeah, so actually, while well, I'm just mentioning your name, Sputnik, can I ask, where did that come from? You're not, oh, you're not descended from a Russian satellite, are you? We're starting
1: with this, are we? You did say to me before, is there anything off limits? It's, it's funny, someone on Facebook yesterday I said, you know, what should I write about next? And someone said, tell us where your name came from. So the true story is, it's not a very glamorous story. There was a band in the 80s called Zig Zig Sputnik. Zig Zig Sputnik, however you pronounce it. Yeah. And they're a pretty freaky band, and they were my heroes, and I yeah. look like them, and I worked at a company where... Um, my first name was very common. There were five people in the agency that had the same first name. Yep. And so we all had nicknames. And instead of letting someone else choose a nickname for me, I said, just call me Sputnik because I dress up like Zig Zig Sputnik. Great. And they went, okay. And I remember thinking at the time, or I didn't think, I actually said it to someone. This is one of the, the sort of specific memories. It's not like I'll still be called that when I'm 30. <laughs> but because I'm a wog and I've got a, a unpronounceable last name, right. every time I moved company, they went, "This is," uh, uh, oh, everyone just calls him Sputnik, yeah. and then very quickly it became my professional name, and so it's, thirty years later.
0: Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And it's become like, it's sort of it's a brand as well now. You've, you've sort of you sort of <laughs> it's your personal brand. It's fantastic. It's like Madonna. Yeah, single. Oh, look,
1: the the (laughs) problem is it does come with a lot of credibility issues because you go, what kind of wanker would call himself, you know, that? As if it was some calculated kind of move, whereas I was 18, it seemed like a funny kind of nickname and I never anticipated that it would morph into my yeah. actual professional name that's great and so, yeah. you
0: know what out of out of respect <laughs> i'm not going to even ask you your first name oh i purposely, didn't say, no, it, but I purposely I didn't say it people know but i purposely
1: didn't say it because it's not really relevant <laughs> no i
0: think it's um it changes I've, I've um had friends over the years where i didn't know their last name yeah. for, for a long time yeah. and when i found their last it changed everything yeah. or they or i knew their nickname yeah. and then i found out their first their real name and it just didn't seem right. I looked at them very differently. Yeah, if I
1: said my name was Brian or something, with yeah. no offence to all the Brian's out there, yeah. they probably oh, he's probably not really a Brian, is he? Yeah,
0: no, it's probably, It definitely, it piques the interest, you know? So, yeah. So anyway, we have that part. There you go, tick,
1: tick, next ever.
0: There we go. You have got the inside scoop on, on name. But, it, I mean, as far as the um, satellite, I thought there was something to do with the, the, the satellite. And I thought, that's really cool. Like, the first satellite in space, that's what i always thought and i thought you know you know i thought maybe it meant you like you'd be out there you're you know orbiting the world, orbiting well, the planet
1: and indirectly the the band was named after a russian street gang Ooh. and so um, and the word Sputnik, which is how it would technically be pronounced in russian cuz yeah. the russian word actually means something like little traveler or world traveler or something which is why they called the satellite that so so retrospectively there's probably a much better story i could tell about the origins of it but i told you the true story no
0: it's good i think that's great i know actually what you should do is change the story every time you should make up a a whole series of of false stories and then
1: no one will even know what the true story is yeah like uh, in uh,
0: the joker in in batman movies in the batman begin How he had the scars on his face. Right. And he never told the real way he got his scars.
1: Okay, well, let's go with that. So next time someone asks me, I'll come up with a completely different one. Yeah,
0: something out there. (laughs) Worked on the Russian space program. (laughs) Anyway, so I didn't bring you in to talk about your name, which is good, though. But, um, yeah, so you're um, you're an active member in the trail running community here in South Australia. And um, I sort of thought... When I started this podcast I thought I need to get a variety of people who have interesting perspectives on trail running and I thought of you um, because I've seen your face around from day one when I arrived in Adelaide. I've been living in Adelaide for about five years and um, yeah and so I, it, it's really cool and, and the, the very first time I, I actually knew about you was uh-oh, your, uh-oh. Your, your, your famous famous YouTube videos of running the Yorubilla. Ah um, oh, yes, so, yes. Yeah, so I, I remember, um, so in 2013, I was living interstate, and I was looking at, we were going to come here, we are we living in Broken Hill, and I wanted to, um, I'd heard about this Urabilla race, and I thought, I want to do this. I want to go to Adelaide, run this race, but I had no idea. So, I'd be, I was Googling it and I couldn't really get enough information and I wanted to see what the terrain was like. And then, boom, went on YouTube and there's a guy running an ultra marathon with a camera. And Filming I what
1: a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, i have
0: never seen it. And it um, ended up becoming quite a, um, for me, I learned a lot from it. You probably don't think much yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a claim to fame and taught you everything you know about running.
0: Everything I know. <laughs> I, actually, just this morning, I, I looked it up again. Just one of the, the one you did in two thousand and eleven, I think. Yep, yeah. And um, I yeah, it was good. I think it sort of um, was a really good insight into. I mean, you're always very honest in your videos, and I think you're always very <laughs> honest in everything you yep. do. But um, so can you like maybe explain what, what, why did you start sharing stuff like that? Yeah, know? no,
1: that's an e- that's an easy one because I think um. I think I'm, I'm very outspoken and very visible and you know, I pop my head up and bloody loud mouth about everything but the, the origins for a lot of this was in 2010 I came back to Australia after living in Cambodia. Um, my staff gave me a going away photo and I was about four times the size of most of them because obviously the little Cambodian people are yeah. shorter and thinner as a general rule and I was not short and I certainly wasn't thin, so I had to try and think of something I wanted to try and get a bit fit and lose weight. Yeah. So I signed up for the New York Marathon. I'd known someone a few years earlier who had done that. It had always piqued my interest. I'd always been a bit of a jogger, you know, not a runner, but a you know a little plotter. Um, but I knew that I needed something exciting to aim for, so I signed up for New York. And of course, the way I got in was through a charity entry. You know, you've got to raise money for what is now the Little Heroes Foundation. And so uh, I thought, right, how am I going to raise money? And I had a pretty good network, but I didn't actually, I'm not a great fundraiser, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go and do a sausage sizzle or bake lamingtons or something. And I worked out that, because my background's in marketing, advertising, making TV commercials and stuff, I worked out that if I did little videos while I was training, maybe people would feel more connected with what i was doing yeah and no one was it sounds really obvious now everyone goes oh you're doing a video while you're running every man and his dog does that and there's exactly. gimbals and there's fancy phones and all this sort of stuff oh, the production
0: quality <laughs> is, is amazing these days <laughs> but,
1: yeah. but back back then i don't even know if gopros were around when i started doing
0: it so no. back then there
1: weren't wasn't really anyone stupid enough to do it people who could film couldn't run and people who could run didn't sort of waste time filming yeah so I started doing these little blogs going oh I'm out here doing my little you know training run so if you can give some money that'd be great and that just sort of morphed from there so that was actually the origin of it it was actually a fundraising thing to start with that's amazing and then it just kind of so ironically on the way to training for New York which is a standard 42k road marathon. I actually ran Uraibilla for the first time, so yeah. running a wow. 56k trail marathon uh, ultra for training for a marathon is a bit sort of ass about, but that's okay. how it went.
0: Train, doing a 56 km rugged ultra yeah. over 2,000 metres of elevation, you know, yeah. doesn't doesn't quite add up. Did
1: no, because <laughs> <laughs> the only way I could train, yeah. I didn't really. I think I had a little Nike training program about how to train for a marathon, but I did most of my running on my own, so. The, basically what i did was i signed up for every single event that year yeah so um trail running sa didn't exist yet but it was yeah. a part of um sark the, the road Runners club yeah so they had an event on every you know two three four weeks whatever it was they had social runs so i literally just turned up to everything and that was my way of staying
0: motivated it's really cool and i mean even back then there was basically one trail event in in Adelaide in the Adelaide area and it was it was the Eurovilla run you know yeah, oh, yeah I didn't know I didn't I mean when I first moved here the only event I knew about was that one and I mean I looked around and I knew there was all the SAR events that yep. were on the, on the, the road. roads yeah. yeah but um to, but now we're inundated with, yeah. with trail events I mean
1: there are a few others I mean people with good memories will remember we used to have a thing an iconic thing actually called um, Cedar Summit and then oh, yes. and we would do it in both directions so one time a year it would be sea to summit the next it would be summit to sea so we basically run from Mount Lofty down to Brighton Beach yes. and most of that was on trails that was built as a trail event yeah uh, and we also used to run the Pioneer Women's Trail which used to be a really popular event Really? Um, uh, and you know, most people will know that's from Harndorf um, down to Burnside, give or take. Yeah. I think it's about 28 or something, and I think Summit to Sea was in the low 30s, maybe from memory. Wow. Um, and
0: sort of I some. I think I did the Summit to Sea one year, yeah. but it wasn't an official event when I did it. I think right. it was like a training run or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. Remember, there were lots of people there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they used to get you know two, three hundred people. But somewhere along the way between trail running, they say breaking off as a group, it didn't make it onto the current agenda yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe too many roads in them, or, or you know, too hard to Logistics, you know do yeah. traffic control these days. So.
0: Yeah. Um, that's fascinating. So, I mean, of all the all the local events that there are on now, do you have a favourite in your? Or is that <laughs> is it like picking your favourite child? You well, know, like is it too hard to say?
1: At any given time, I have my own little... I don't know that I purposely do it, but I've, I, I either upset someone or, or someone oh. gets upset by me, so I sort of gravitate to or away from certain events. So this year, yeah. my thing has been to run out-of-the-way events. So none, none of the big sort of events. I've been running things like the Ororu Half Marathon and the oh, wow. Cooper Pedy Marathon. Just want to say I came third there. Um, there were only How'd three you? people, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, don't ruin a good story with no, the facts, I exactly. know. Um, so, yeah, I've been running. You know, I went out and ran Pitchy Richie, which I've run before, but that's not a massive marathon out yeah. from, you know, Port Augusta to Corn. I'll run Kangaroo Island again in a couple of weeks. Some of those aren't, you know, really out-of-the-way marathons, yeah. but they're not the, you know, Adelaide Marathon, the Greenbelt, all yeah. that. And, and, of course, I love the, um, I think, the trial running SA series that they do in places like... Kaipo, Mount Crawford, Mount
0: Misery.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't run Mount Misery. It's too hard for me. It's if if I
0: could, eh?
1: I have to walk about seventy percent of that course, so yeah. it's not it's not my thing. But that's like, okay. Oh, I run the other ones, and yeah. yeah so I quite like. I, I mean, as a general rule, running with a thousand people on a trail probably logically isn't the thing that I love doing the most but they have such a great spirit and such a great sense of community it is a nice chance for me to get out there and see a few people and say hello I think
0: it's amazing what they've done you know and they are really um, like environmentally aware and I I do I appreciate that you know you, you go you could go to where there was an event you could go there the day after, and there would not be a trace. Yeah, it's and like, they and yeah. they
1: led the way with things like yeah. not doing cups as well. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there were Amazing. probably... It's a bit like when they banned plastic bags in Sydney. I'm sure there were people who went, oh, my God, oh. how are we going to cope? Yeah. But they manage. didn't ask. They didn't, you know, they just went, look, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. And you know what? No one's died of dehydration yet. Exactly. So I guess we'll manage. Oh,
0: look, no, it's, it's a great, great idea. But um, <laughs> you, uh, you so you ran the... um. Oruru half marathon I know you said you came third and that's yep. amazing so that I do I do know my geography a little yep. bit so what like what was out there what was it like <laughs> I'm interested so
1: Oruru was a half marathon the one I came oh. third in was a full marathon out at Coober Pedy oh that would have been so, wild yeah I actually yeah. got I got to the start line of that one and I saw there was only one other bloke and one uh, woman who was running, and I thought, hang on a minute, I'm a chance to come first in the blokes here, and I said to the bloke, I said, uh, I was trying to sound him out, you know, he looked pretty fit, but I was trying to sound him out, and I said, uh, have you run uh, many marathons before? And he said, no, I've never run a marathon. I thought, oh, fuck,
0: I'm a chance here.
1: And then he said, well, not on its own anyway. And I went oh, are you an Iron Man? And he went, yeah. And I went, oh, I'm fucked.
0: Smart ass. What a smart ass.
1: <laughs> and sure enough, you know, he was like, yeah. I think I was on my second lap and, you know, he was like, I'm having a cup of tea or something oh, like yeah.
0: that. So um, but, so the, the landscape t- would have been amazing.
1: Yeah, to answer your question, Oruru is on a road. Yeah. Um, so it's an out-and-back course out of Oruru, which is a north, northern South Australia. So it's a little yeah. country town. Um, and I think it's like the RM Williams Highway or something like that. It's got some cool little name. And is
0: that obligatory that you have to wear the RM Williams no, boots? Oh, you probably, that should be a thing, shouldn't it?
1: I yeah. ran in sneakers, but I mean, um, yeah. it should <laughs> yeah. I see that there's a guy at the moment doing fundraising for the farmers running in Budgie Smugglers and thongs. I saw that guy. <laughs> He looks awesome. <laughs> For anyone who's not from Australia, thongs as in flip flops or yeah. slides or uh, whatever you want to call them, not a thong, but yeah, he, was, he, he, but he's he, not far he off. With
0: gaffer tape around them. Oh, keep, did
1: he? Was that right? Which, oh.
0: If you ask me, I mean, it's sort of a performance-enhancing Cheating. gaffer yeah.
1: tape. Yeah. <laughs> so Oraru was um, beautiful. It was just out through farmland, but it was just again, it was just a chance to be. Those little community events aren't about making money or. Uh, You know, there's no agenda. They just try and bring people into the community so that you buy a pie at the shop afterwards and they have a a good weekend at the pie shop or you buy a you know Gatorade at the Servo or something like that. It it is good
0: for tourism, you know? know, I think any event like that is, um, you know, the big city events. They must, like Sydney and... I mean, Adelaide's getting there with the marathon. I don't want to go into the politics. but, uh, But, I mean, you know, like... There's some big... The big city yeah, yeah. marathons generally will bring in huge amounts of yeah. tourism. And, I'm,
1: um, I'm not sure that Oruru brought in a massive amount no. of tourism, but there were probably, a couple I don't dollars. know, 30 or 40 of us there that wouldn't have been there otherwise on that weekend. And same yeah. with Kuba I stayed there for, I don't know, maybe four days, and I went on a flight over Lake Eyre, and, you know, yeah, I stayed wow. in the caravan park. I went to the pizza shop quite a few times, so...
0: It's a know. great um, runcation, as they call it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I... I recently, well in uh, April we went I went on a kind of a run cation with my family. We went to um to Bright and I did Buffalo Station. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. I mean it's such a beautiful, beautiful little town, Bright. Yeah. And it's in, in uh autumn. So all the leaves are changing, it's alpine town. We, oh, it's, we my wife and I we just we saw the as soon as we drove into the town we're like, oh let's go and look at property about but there's too many zeros on yeah, the ends right. of the you know, a few too many zeros. <laughs> but just beautiful, and like the race, I mean, race is brutally hard, but you know, I got through it, and um, so, but just, and then we spent, after the race, um, well, we spent a week there, just hanging out in the local area, doing some sightseeing, and the kids loved it, and just because it was, you know, just different to here, and so lovely, and, you know very touristy in a lot of ways around there, but just some of the little villages and stuff yeah. nearby that just beautiful. You and, know? And,
1: and I think for me, that's probably been the most unexpected but the greatest joy that. Running and trail running has given me is that it's helped me discover places that I would never have discovered. You exactly. know, like on your own, you might have been, you might just never have known they existed, or you might not have felt comfortable running in certain places. You know, you might not know where the trail goes, yeah. but you turn up on a Saturday morning to a social run,
0: yeah. and
1: they go, Right, we're running in, I don't know, Cox's Scrub or somewhere. You go, Where the hell is that? But you look it up, you yeah. turn up, and then you don't have to try too hard to think, you know, you just turn up and run with a few people, but then you've the, uh... ticked a new box and you've, you know, discovered a new place and then you've take your friends back there sometime and, you know, and I wouldn't, you know, Cooberpedia isn't exactly the... I mean, it's the opal mining capital of the world, but it's not exactly a tourist mecca in a lot of ways. It's yeah. basically there because of opals, and you stop there on the way to Uluru.
0: Yeah. But I spent,
1: because I went up there, I thought, oh, I'll spend some time. So I ended up, you know, doing all this exploring and adventuring and finding a few other trails. And, you know, I had a great time. And, that, and that's all built around the fact that, you know, I went up there for a run.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I am, um, no, I think it's, it's a fantastic thing i um, going back a little bit I wanted to ask you so you spent some time in Cambodia yep can you yep. can uh, tell me a little bit about that uh, look I mean
1: I, is I it for work yeah 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 my yeah. so my background is in marketing and uh, I had a contact over there the story's long but I'll give you the short version who, who you know offered me some work over there yeah I went over as a um, and I was just ready for a change basically so I went over there in a fairly low position yeah uh, just as a copywriter and uh, I'd been there for about two weeks and the general manager resigned and yeah. they said, well, do you want that job? And I went, oh, are you okay? So I ended up being 2IC of an ad, ad agency over there advertising things like cigarettes, beer and skin whitening cream. Oh, Probably fine. not the highlight of my career ethically, but um,
0: skin you know, it, was yeah. a, it
1: was a great uh, <laughs> experience and learning experience. And I ran a bit over there. There was a Hash House Harriers Club over there. Oh,
0: I, <laughs> I have 101... Hash runs under my neck. Na- oh, is that right? I did it in Broken Hill. And, oh. and what's your hash name? You no, a- I,
1: well, I don't have a hash name because ah. I'm Sputnik already. But yeah, I, I, and I'll be honest with you, I struggle. I don't. I don't know how consistent it is everywhere. But obviously, the the joke is they're not a yeah. they're not a running club with a drinking problem. They're <laughs> a drinking club with a running problem. And I oh, don't drink.
0: So when it comes to the end
1: and you have to actually, you know, drink a beer out of a little silver bowl or whatever, that caused me a little bit of angst because there's a little bit of pressure. I mean, not that I felt I was never going to have a drink, but um, so that part of the culture doesn't, I don't love it. And it's a bit 70s for me in terms of how they... They they speak about certain subjects and I'll go out. They can be
0: quite racist and quite chauvinistic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably where I'm headed. Yeah, Yeah, and maybe that's
1: maybe that's changing, you know, with the times. But ten years ago in Cambodia, it wasn't great. So I
0: think it's look. I got a lot out of my time doing Hash House Harriers because I had been had a break from running for some time, and I um, when I was living in Broken Hill, and I joined the group there just to get back into running and. Yeah, and I mean, I, at the time I was still drinking, and I, um, yeah, it becomes, it does become a bit more about the drinking. But yeah. what was happening? I was starting to go, oh, that's right, I'm a pretty good runner. I forgot, and I started, um, so I started training from week to week, right. and then I started, and then it became more about the running and less about the drinking. And then I, that's because I, I credit Hash House Harriers with get me getting right back into oh, running wow. and getting, and so while I, there was a guy there who had done. A, he'd done a sub three hour marathon at some point and i got all these ideas i'd run with him and he was still pretty quick and i was like tell and i'd go tell me how to train for a marathon i want to do a marathon and i ended up doing a marathon and then did you beat him no (laughs) no i did not beat it. i've never gone under three hours i wish but um yeah but no it was um so yeah but you know fast forward a few years and now i i also i've given up the drink a a few years ago and Well, for 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 me,
1: the opportunity was. In a place like Cambodia, it's really difficult to find safe places to run, yeah. either because of traffic or if you're running on a trail. Um, quite seriously, you never know if it's been demined properly if you're out in the jungle or in the forest or something. So, wow. so if you, um, so what you would do is you would meet at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon at the train station. Yeah. They would pull up with an open bed truck. You know, just a you know like a regular freight type truck. Yeah, yeah. And you would literally just jump in the back. And uh, they would drive you off to a random place, you know, maybe an hour or so out of town. You'd go for your little run. They'd have a few drinks, and they'd drive you back to town at the end of it. So. Wow,
0: what an amazing experience! <laughs> yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, I, we did a um a on my honeymoon. My wife and I did it we were in Bali, and we did a hash run. Oh,
1: you romantic! You, I'll take you on a hash house run for our honeymoon. <laughs> she
0: loved it. No, we we done it before, and it was it was in um, U- Ubud. Oh yeah, Ubud, yeah. yeah. In, and it was we're running. It was an amazing run. Yeah. I mean, it got wild. i And look, afterwards, the the drinking was insane, you know, and I I, I regret, I mean, it was fun, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I mean, I tell you what, I hung over for like two days, but uh, I don't, you know, but the run was really interesting because we, um, you know, running across the rice fields yep. and, and, you know, I love all that. We had to swim across a, a, oh, a, a river or a, a stream or something. Yeah, 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 it was quite deep and it was flowing fairly quickly and it was very dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and so keeping their head above water i didn't want to so you know but no pretty pretty amazing but yeah interesting culture of the uh the hash culture and um but you know so but yeah so that
1: was so that was and that was my cambodian experience i did that for a while i ran a little bit while i was over there but not much i mean obviously it's about a thousand degrees and you know humid and you know wet season everything's underwater so it can be a little bit tricky but um, and that's why when I did get back, I thought, what can I do to get fit? And I'd sort of been dicking around doing a little bit of running, and that's why it was... So yeah. that was sort of the start of my journey. proper running journey. Yeah. yeah, I'd done bits and pieces. So how
0: long ago that. was that?
1: So that was... Yeah. Uh, I went over at the end of 2008 and came back at the start of 2010. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, good, that's so a 2010 years.
1: was when I... Yeah, so I signed up, and did the New York Marathon in 2010. Yeah. And to start with, I thought I would probably go on and... You know, run Chicago and Paris and Berlin and do all those big city ones. Yeah. But because I fell in love with trail running along the way, yeah. that, that plan kind of went out the window. And yeah, that's less not to desire. Say, don't yeah. You? I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't. I mean, I signed up for Berlin a few years ago in yeah. 2015. I signed up, signed up for Berlin, but then I got into the Big Sur marathon over on the California oh, coast. That'd be amazing. And uh, I had to decide whether I did both of them or one or the other. And originally, I thought, oh, maybe I could do Berlin and then swing around and you know go yeah. and do that one, but. I ended up road tripping through America and doing the Big Sur Marathon instead. And that's probably almost my perfect kind of type of marathon. I think there's maybe 4,000 or something. It's not huge. So it's not a huge yeah. crowd, and it's on the it's on it's the like road. their sort of Great yeah. Ocean Road. Yeah, you know, it's like this windy coastal cliffs, and over this amazing bridge, and yeah, you know, and and so yeah, and and it's in an amazing part of the world. So you get to drive between, oh. you know, LA and San Francisco, and I went up to Yosemite, and you know, did all this other stuff. So wow. yeah, it was pretty cool. I
0: knew we got to do some uh, run bit of exploring as well oh yeah I think exploring. I spent
1: I think I spent nearly a month on the road uh, yeah. just going around all different places
0: so that would be amazing I um so no regrets for not doing Berlin or do you think you'll get back there one get to do it one day um no but it's, it's probably not high on my
1: list at the moment I mean I'm yeah. still trying to work out what is on my list because you know I I think it's some people know I went to Nepal I thought I would get into stage racing at one point and I went went and did a stage race in Nepal and got helicoptered out halfway through and (gasps) when that's probably out of my league so those sort of hopes were a little bit dashed but as I've uh, it's been long enough now the trauma's over I've sort of started to toy with the idea would I do something like that again but probably not at altitude
0: (laughs) I think there's some moderate stage races you can do like I know um and the Larapinta stage race oh, yeah, yeah so that's on shortly yeah because
1: Felix is going up to do it yeah. apparently it's
0: quite um, it's quite manageable yeah. like it's not the distances each day are not huge and you don't have you to know,
1: carry every yeah. single thing with you and yeah
0: yeah so that's something that I would love to do um, myself it's what I've told with it I mean they're the other side of, they're quite expensive these kinds of races yeah. too but um, but no that's cool tell me about the Nepal run if you if just
1: that's right. for those of you who don't know it's um it's a it was a trail around a mountain called Manaslu which is the 8th highest mountain in the world it was the first ever running of that particular race so we're all kind of guinea pigs with the course the course yeah. has since changed and the bit that I went out on isn't in the course anymore it was a diversion off the main course And basically um, uh, it was about 220 k's the total course over about six days it's a circuit that most people spend I don't know two or three weeks hiking so there's a lot of elevation the high pass is I think 5300 meters um, but I never got anywhere near that so essentially on the on the third day uh, there was a thousand meter incline that we had to Scale, and I say scale, we're using our hands at some point, so it was a pretty, you know, over a very short, uh, you know, distance, a very steep incline. And when I got to the top of it, I'm not too proud to admit I put the video on YouTube. As I basically sat down and cried. Yeah. Um, I was like, felt like I had to throw up. I got really sick. Altitude I thought,
0: sickness. Well, I
1: thought I just was being a bit of a sook. If I'm being yeah. really honest, it didn't occur to me that I would have altitude sickness. It was only, at, I think I was at 3,300 meters or something, which is really low to get altitude sickness, but yeah. not impossible. I think people have died in the high twos, but it's not,
0: with, I you think know. Common. Also, with the fatigue as well. It could yeah, be yeah.
1: You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going too fast yeah. and all that. So. Um, I did make it to the to the checkpoint that night, uh, but you know it was getting dark. It was you know it was a long day on the trails. I think I'd be going for you know ten hours or something like that. And then I saw the doctor, and he went, "Oh no! You, apparently your, my lips were blue, and you know I wasn't breathing yeah. properly." So he did all the tests, and they deemed that the only way for me to get out safely was to go in a helicopter, which at the time. I was part disappointed that I couldn't finish the race and part relieved beyond uh, doubt because I really thought I'd bitten off more than I could chew with that race. And (laughs) it
0: sounds like it was taken out of your, the decision making was taken out of your control. To, to, I I did ask, I
1: said, look, what are the chances, I was trying to be cool, right, because I didn't really want to keep going, if I'm being honest, but I said, what are the chances of me, you know, being okay if I, you know, keep going, like 50-50? And he said, yeah, not that good. I said, yeah, but what will happen? He goes, oh, you'll basically die. Yeah. So I went, oh, okay, that's not great odds, is it? Pretty pretty, uh,
0: blunt. Yeah,
1: yeah, so I wasn't super sick. There were certainly people later in the race that were sicker than me and spent longer in hospital. I basically flew back to Kathmandu, went into hospital, did all the checks, and they went, just take it easy for a couple of days and you'll be be sweet. So it was very, you know, it wasn't like I was on death's door or anything, but uh, But it it was was very... I think it shakes you because one of the... And, you know, I see more and more people... So here's a topical thing for you. I see more and more people DNFing races because we're all kind of, you know, trying to do 100 milers and that's no disrespect to people who have DNF, by the way, because it's amazing to get out and do that stuff. Yes. But I think it becomes really important to work out how to process that. So one of the reasons we do these longer races is to prove to ourselves that we're capable of more than we thought possible. Yes. But when something goes tits up, yeah. You get the lesson that you're capable of less than you think is possible. No one writes motivational books about that because yeah. no one wants to learn that lesson. Uh, so for me, it took me a while to get my head around it. And basically what you do is when something goes well, you generalize and you go, oh, I'm capable of more than I thought possible. This could apply to other things. But when it goes shit, you compartmentalize. Yeah. And you go, that was just one result on one day Absolutely. where maybe a perfect storm of you know, maybe weather or nutrition or maybe you had a little illness or, you know, just had one of those days where everything went wrong, that doesn't mean you, you won't be capable of it next time.
0: Yeah, um, people do beat themselves up and I, when they DNF, don't they? Some yeah. people do. And I think it's not entirely healthy. But, I mean, you've got to accept it. you know, if you're DNFing for a 100-mile race, it's such a small percentage of the population has even attempted something yeah. like that. But, yeah, I totally agree. And it, I think it is... Im- I think it's important that people um, do know how to deal with these yeah. DNFs. I've, I've DNF'd from a few races, um, and but the first time I DNFed in an ultra. I was I was gutted, and you know, and for about two weeks I just I was you know, feeling sorry for myself, and you know, oh, i terrible runner. I'm terrible. I ter- Don't know what am I doing. Yeah. And then, um, but since then I've gone. I'm, I'm much better at yeah like you say compartmentalizing yeah. and going okay this happened it wasn't ideal time to move on to the next thing yeah and i'm I, i've done a bit of reading about uh on psychology and stuff and like i don't know if you've heard the term radical acceptance oh no not familiar no radical acceptance is um they it's i, I apply it to nearly every aspect of my life now it's really interesting so there was a, um, a psychologist that did a study on um, World War II concentration camp survivors. Ah, uh, okay. And there were four types of people, four personality or mindsets that, came, that she found, or people who were in the concentration camps. There were those that couldn't accept that they were in the concentration camp and would fight back and end up with a bullet. And then there were those that couldn't accept and... Um, they mo- didn't do anything about it, but just perished through misery. Uh, misery, yep. yeah. Then there was those, the ones that survived to a ripe old age. I, I forget one of them. There was the third one, I can't remember. But the fourth, when the most successful ones, were the ones that went, this sucks.
1: But this is where I am. This is where
0: I am. I'm going to move on and take one day at a time. And just radically, so they call it radically accept. Basically, it is the shit happens philosophy online. Yep. Shit happens. Shit's happening. It doesn't mean it's going to keep happening forever.
1: Well, you know? radical acceptance sounds much nicer than the shit happens philosophy, though, yeah. doesn't it? I don't
0: know. Shit happens <laughs> philosophy sounds like fun. There you go. Now I've got to put the explicit thing well, on That's
1: there. it, yeah. <laughs> no, I ruined that already. I dropped one before. Sorry about that. <laughs>
0: no, but um, that's that's how I... Uh, so I had a DNF in January. I did the um, the 50K on the track at Santos Stadium oh, yeah, yeah. in summer. And look, I thought... I, I went in with the wrong mindset. Oh, yeah, it's only 50 k's, it's on track, but it was summer. Was it like 3,000 degrees that day? It was <laughs> hot. It was, well, during the day it was like 42. Yeah. And then so the race started when the sun was just going down and it just never really cooled down. Like it was in the mid to yeah, high 30s. I remember that night. And I just, I got through to about 35 kilometers and I, I just like, I just can't be bothered. Right, I'm done. Yeah. And I stopped to grab a drink and then I didn't start just
1: didn't start again
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and the next day I was I, I felt a bit bummed but then the next day I was like you know what fuck it yeah. you know I'm, time to move on and I'm glad I did because it, you know when I think when I compartmentalise it like you said I wasn't prepared mentally it was
1: hot as Hades too hot
0: yeah. There's so many factors into what, and I probably went out too fast. You know, lots of things. Yeah. But, you know,
1: I think as long as you learn from it, and I think it's also cool if you DNF in a race where you're never more than a kilometre or so from your, yeah, from your gear in your car, because if you're doing laps, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, it's a little harder sometimes to pull out of a yeah. race. Isn't
0: it? it is. That can be a bit scary yeah. sometimes. I've, um, yeah. I've had that, uh, DNF. I've DNF'd in the uh, the Heisen, and a few times. I've actually DNF'd twice from the Heisen, which is really annoying. So, um,
1: were you at like the 90k mark or something? I know people no, have done that.
0: Never made that far. The, I was the last time I DNF'd was I was at 77, right. so I was pretty far into it. But again, again, it was just didn't feel very well, and I didn't, I didn't have another five k's in me, let alone another 10, 20, 30. But um, yeah, so it's. um But I'm, I'm going back to Heisen.
1: All right, third time lucky.
0: I've done it once. I have completed it once, oh, okay. but I'm going back this year. I think to give it a, a proper go. You know, it's like, all right, let's put this. Learn my
1: lessons. I'm ready.
0: Because I, I actually kind of hate the race. Right. I, I hate it because I feel, and so there's that part of me, like you were saying, I've I've got to do it properly. Yes. I don't. I feel like I've got unfinished business, even though I have finished it. I want to do it. That was I sort of just got through it. I want to get through it better. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my experience with the Heisen and uh, just DNFing in general. But, uh, yeah, so have you um, had, it, like, your experience with DNFs? Like, you've had that massive one, which is pretty much the most spectacular DNF yeah, you can get. Yeah, it's about as
1: good as it can get. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's a few people who have been hellied and, you know, had mercy flights out of races even here in Adelaide. So, you know, I'm not alone in that department. I think that's probably... My only DNF. Actually, I went close at um, UTO Fifty a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I ran the first half uh, really well, and then in the second half I got quite sick. Uh, but I thought, oh, I can just you know walk and run it from here. And yeah. then when I get to the when I got to the last kilometer, for those of you who don't know, it's nine hundred and fifty-one stairs to the top. So the last kilometer is. Pretty tough going. Most people take so crazy between about twenty and thirty minutes to get up those stairs, and it took me literally an hour and a half to do the last kilometer. That's Um, slow. I I actually just could not physically get up them, so I would do like. Five stairs and then stop and have a rest and then do two stairs and five stairs and I ended up on a drip for a couple of hours in the medi tent afterwards and wow. couldn't stand up and couldn't eat for a day and so yeah I was pretty crook at that one but you know I did finish I don't know if it, well and I probably didn't have much choice I was at the bottom of 9 951 stairs. What are you going
0: yeah. to do then? Walk you up anyway.
1: <laughs> so sometimes of, you you know it's perseverance and sometimes it's necessity.
0: What a kind of cruel bastard puts 951 yeah, stairs right. at the
1: finish. That's ridiculous, isn't it? What Sort
0: of yeah. I've like
1: got the other way or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, so yeah. that's my only DNF. I mean I've had some very rough finishes, and I've been yeah. struggling in recent years with longer races, just trying to,
0: yeah.
1: you know, feeling quite ill and all that, which I never used to suffer from. So I've been trying to get on top of that. But other than that,
0: yeah. Yeah. You, you've done a couple of races in the last couple of weeks. So you did um, Kaipo this last weekend. Yeah,
1: so I did the Kaipo 23. I did... Um, what have I done? I've done that. Aldinga Half Marathon was a week or two before that. I did that on the same day as a uh, little ex-duo, uh, it's called, like a mountain bike and trail race up in Callington near oh, wow. Murray Bridge. So I did the half marathon in the morning and then raced up there and did that one in the afternoon. Nice. It was only a short race, so that was all right. Yeah. I did. And, yeah, so since June I've done Coober Pedy Marathon, uh, Pitchy Richie Marathon, Aldinga Half, Kaipo twenty three, Sturt Gorge nineteen. So I've been having a, I've been probably a little bit overactive, you know, because I'm coming off an injury, so I'm just trying yeah. to get back into it. And, yeah. and
0: it's a, it's a good, it's a, a, the winter time is the best to, you know, it's hard in summer, but that's great.
1: Yeah, I have a morbid fear of snakes. I don't mean yeah. like I'm just a little bit afraid of them. I mean I'm like I'm getting better, but I'm terrified of them. So running on trails, particularly on my and own, is weather. basically impossible. I can't physically do it.
0: You know. When I when I run trails in summer, I. Have I, d- I don't run single track in uh, summer. well, I can yeah. run fire trail yeah. if I'm
1: here.
0: Yeah. Um, if I'm going to run single track, I make sure there's at least a couple of guys in front of me. <laughs>
1: no, because the rule is the couple of guys in front just annoy it. Oh, right. And then it bites about the second or the third person. Yeah,
0: so. no, I get nervous, when the, especially when the grass gets real long. And, yeah. But I do try to... It's, it's hard. And, I mean, I don't do much longer stuff in summer anyway. But um, it's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. And so at the moment, you're speaking of this time of year, yeah. we're in the month of August. August. Ah, oh, so here, yes, we, go. here so, we go. So you're doing something really interesting with August. So can you tell us about that? Look, I,
1: I started the, the gen, basically what well, I would start at the end and then work backwards. So the yeah. end is I came up with this idea of doing a thing called Awesome August. Yep. So I have a brand that I'm developing called Awesome Unlimited. And the philosophy of that is it's about celebrating all kinds of awesome. And, and, you know, we see it in running all the time where people say things like, oh, I only did the half marathon or I'm only doing the 10 or something like this. And we have this really weird yardstick system where we compare everything to everyone. And we're really good at comparing things to everything that's better. You know, no one ever goes, oh, I'm doing the half and some people are only doing the 10. We go, oh, I'm doing the half and I'm only doing that compared to the full. So Awesome Unlimited, the philosophy is really simple, and that is, it you don't have to compare, you can be your own kind of awesome. You know, it's like, make your own rules, live beyond expectations. Sounds yeah. a bit corny, but that's what, that's what it's based on. they're a
0: different beast. If someone's running a 10k race, that's a different beast to a half marathon or a marathon. And,
1: and that's it. And you know, we yeah. have these arguments all the time. Like, for some people, running a 5k might be way harder than it is for me to run a half marathon yeah these days if I'm in okay Nick for me to run a half marathon is hard but if I don't race it, if I just run it yeah um, you know I get to the end and I'm fine whereas for some people they've never run 5 K's in their life yeah and the amount of you know effort and energy and you know mental toughness they need to get through that is probably more than it takes me to get through a
0: half it's so And true. so how
1: do we you know how do we compare those things and the answer is well we shouldn't. And so everyone can have their own version of awesome. So I set down a challenge and I said, why don't we have a month where, and I have mixed feelings about medals, right? Race medals, because I know that everyone's a bit preoccupied with them. Yes. But I decided I was going to do a virtual event where you could literally set your own challenge it didn't have to be a running challenge I've yep. got most people, because they're in my network, most people are doing some sort of running challenge, they're either doing a certain amount of miles for the month or they're going to try and do a PB,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you could register for free, so they could either go on for free and just get a little reward at the end or they could pay a fee, get a medal or a medal and a t-shirt, and it's not a, it's not a marathon medal, it's not an yeah, anything yeah. medal, it's just to say good on you for setting a goal and, and trying to do something awesome by whatever your standards so, are
0: accomplishing your goal. That's yeah. I think it's great and I think it, it's anything that encourages like positive Activity, you know, and it doesn't. And like you say, it doesn't have to be running. I think that's a. An yeah, awesome I've got idea. people who are yeah.
1: swimming. I've got someone who's sleeping. They're doing the sleep challenge because they've been really struggling having proper sleep patterns and everything. So that that's their challenge. I go, oh, geez, I'd ace that one, I reckon. But that's great. Um,
0: but, you know, I, I could have a crack at that. I've got a, <laughs> I've got three children. <laughs> Maybe you should get them little. to do the
1: challenge. No, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I,
0: But um, no, that's great. Um,
1: and I think and I think probably the one thing I'll add is that. When I started that challenge, it was pretty terrifying because I thought, what if no one gives a shit? What if no one does it and I'm just left standing there doing this thing by myself? And and probably one of the lessons that I learned is there's not a million people doing this challenge yet, right? I mean, yeah. I won't say how many there are. That's no, neither yeah. here nor there. But I've had two people now. One just yesterday emailed me saying, hey, I just want to let you know I'm a cancer survivor. I'm just recovering from cancer treatment and your challenge, you know, gave me a little bit of inspiration to go out and do something this month and try and get back into being active and I've got to be a little bit careful because I'm still recovering and stuff yeah. and I went,
0: and, so and I'm not, I'm that's not big noting, but I go,
1: if I, if I only had one person doing the challenge but it was that person, then it would be worthwhile and it reminds us that everyone's got their own little journey and yeah. challenge and, you know Yeah,
0: that gave me chills That's yeah,
1: it was, what, yeah, it that was pretty beautiful. cool when I got it and I love that people take the time to share those stories yeah, as well Yeah, and
0: I think that's common. the best things about social media in general is that, I mean people rag on social media, or oh, this is so negative and this and that, but it's not all, like it's what, it's the experience that you choose to have with it, I have my whole like experience on social media now, I do two things on social media I promote my coaching business yep. and I put pictures up of my children, Yeah. that's it, I don't get on and rant about politi- political stuff
1: Yeah, I don't rant much either <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but you know what I, mean? I, I, I think that so if you you choose it's like this to you choose your own adventure yeah you know like and so um, I it think w- it's a
1: bit like sugar yeah you know sugar's not bad unless you eat it
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sugar's
1: just sugar. It's just sitting there minding its own business. Yeah. Right? So if you choose to eat it and choose to eat lots of it, then there's a problem. Social media, is just sitting there. Yeah. What you do with it's up to you. If you don't use it or you use it for good instead of evil... Turn it
0: off. Yeah. Well, I've got a new rule now because with my business... Because I've only recently gone from... Oh, you had a real job. I had a real job. And now you've
1: got a pretend job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, beauty.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm a school teacher. And I've just... I've been doing that for about 13 years and I recently or um, well, for a few years I've not been feeling the, the, the passion yep. and I sort of think that the, that I I could do something that I'm more passionate about and I've been sort of coaching on the side for a number of years and, um, and I just wanted to dive right in because I wasn't feeling the passion for teaching I think that the kids that I was teaching deserve a, a more passionate teacher than me, you know what I mean? Like I, I i i enjoy i used to really enjoy teaching but i it's just sort of gotten less the enjoyment yeah. has lessened over time and um so yeah now i'm doing this full time and it's it's a bit scary but i i i do love it like, but social
1: media is useful for that right so useful yeah
0: yeah and it's um and i i've um yeah so we now have a have a rule so establishing some boundaries with myself so you know Six o'clock at night, I turn it off. I turn everything off. Ah, uh, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, so set the during the day. I pump it. Yeah. I absolutely pump it, and my wife's okay with that. And like, but come six o'clock, put some music on. You know, spend time. I'm. I, I try to be engaged with the family. You know, and, and so it's much more. It leads to a happier household. You know, so um.
1: And but, I think that's I think that's probably the thing with social media is that it all happens so quickly. That we all found ourselves using it in certain ways probably not consciously to start with it just yeah. kind of took a took on a bit of a life of its own but what i see now is more and more people like yourself are going whoa, whoa just let's hang on a minute yeah what, what's this thing doing what's it about and how can i use it and we can sit here and use metaphors like oh the horse is bolted but sometimes yeah. you can catch the horse sometimes yeah. it's out of there, and it's you know what's done is done. But you know, people you know people are logging off. People are deleting the phone. I know people who don't have the phone, uh, the app on their phone. Yeah. They only have it on their home computer, so they're not using it every minute of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, other people are you know only using Messenger instead of you know so they can still stay in touch with people. So I think there's a I think there's a shift and a disillusionment with what it became. But, you know, we've still got to take responsibility for that because we're the ones that are using it. So we get to choose how we do that.
0: And you can go, you know, you you can turn off your notifications so that you don't get, your phone doesn't vibrate every time someone comments on one of your things. And so, you know, but, you know, so, you know, social media. I think it's it definitely has its place, you know. And I know that you've you've built a lot of your um, career around. Yeah, it's really media. important to me, yeah. you know. I yeah. do
1: that for clients, even. You know, I work with clients on social media. I teach yeah. social media. I do all sorts of things. So for me, it's a yeah. it's a necessary evil. But much like yourself, you know, I'm always evolving how and when I use it. I mean, obviously. Anyone who knows me knows sometimes I have my little rants on there and okay, yeah. not sometimes, a lot of the times. Sometimes they're really constructive, sometimes I get it wrong and upset people and stuff. But I think if you can use it as a platform to affect change or to get people thinking or to yeah. you know, bring joy or you know, there's all sorts of things you can use it for that are positive. Yeah. Uh, and and I think I don't think running would be what it is today without social media. All the best parts of you know, the community about you know, it's every day I see Someone goes, oh, what, what hydration pack should I use? Or, yeah. you know, can someone give me a lift to this race? Or, oh, you know, great.
0: all of that stuff. There's some you awesome know, com- running communities. Yeah. Like the, the NRG community page and all these community pages. And people, yeah, they go, oh, hey, guys, I'm brand new to running. Yeah. Anyone recommend any good trails? And yeah. then within 20 minutes, yes, you've got yeah. 30 comments yeah. on there, you know? And and they're all overwhelmingly positive. And it's a real reflection of the, the, the trail community more than any other community so the trail running community is so inclusive I do love that aspect yeah. and yeah. so there's there's a
1: great example yeah. where you know is social media good or bad well it's just social media and what we do yeah. with it. so that part of it is a you know a way to use it really well and I think there's probably heaps of people who either wouldn't be running or wouldn't be doing what they're doing today if they hadn't been exposed to it yeah. and seen what other people are doing and then been able to connect with them and find out about events and it can know. be a good
0: way to be accountable for your training yep. people yep. I mean and everyone loves a race photo they, they want to share it
1: especially if it's a jump shot I've got an excellent jump shot from the last race at the I moment it's that. my profile picture that was that was you're rocking
0: so, you were <laughs> so high off the ground I'm, I'm starting to think maybe you are part satellite
1: <laughs> was, that was like my proud I said to someone on Instagram I'm going to retire from jump shots because there's just no way I can yeah. you know, literally top that one do you now.
0: know Kate Kate Corner
1: yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. she's so pretty
0: good on the jump yeah. shot as well
1: yeah she did, a, she did a good jump shot that day in fact I finished that race with her I managed to catch her up oh, about really? a kilometer from the end so we crossed the finish line literally together but yeah. i did outdo her on the jump shot
0: oh wow <laughs> and, and you take a lot of photos as well um yeah you're if a photographer. i'm not well if okay. i'm not if i'm
1: not running i'll often come out and take photos and if i am running i'll try and take a little camera with me not my good camera but yeah. a little one and, and take photos as i go but you see there's, a, there's an agenda to that so yeah. if the photos are shit i can say well i was running at the time yeah and if i have a shit run it's like oh because i was out there taking photos so i I've nice. got a
0: Well played. Good, good <laughs> <rationale there. laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Um, so you we're up to what's today? The tenth of August today, I believe, or is it the eleventh? I don't know. It's one of those. What are we up to? No
1: tenth today. Tenth yep. today. Yep. So confirmation. We've got. Good to see we're both uh, on on point with what date it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's rare. But um, so you've got um, we've got three more weeks of awesome August. Yeah. And so um, if people want to, let's say people don't follow you. What can they do to get involved with Awesome Walls?
1: Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, I'm pretty easy to find on uh, Facebook, just under Sputnik. There is a Russian news outlet called Sputnik. Don't get me mixed up with it. Of course him. there is. <laughs> or you can just go through to the website, which is sputniksays.com, and yep. all the information's on there. I haven't actually shut... Uh, it's you know all about being unlimited, so I haven't yeah. actually... wasn't limited to signing up before the month, if people still think they yeah. can have an awesome second half of the month. Uh, There's still some free entries left. It is limited because I can't kind of have a million people and be sending everyone things on, but they can still sign up. And even if you don't sign up to the chat, I mean, I love it when people sign up because it helps build that community. But even if people don't sign up and they just take on their own personal little challenge and, you know, put a hashtag on Instagram, I'll find you and give you a little, you know, rev up. And what I have been doing is I have been sending emails out to the people who are signed up and just kind of. I don't know if I'm coaching, that sounds a bit yeah. wanky probably, but, you know, just giving them a rev up, make, checking in, making sure they're doing all right, telling them how I'm doing, because I'm doing my own yeah. challenge. Uh, oh, so, what's
0: your challenge? Do you want well, to
1: share it with us? Yeah, my challenge, Oh, it's, and, and people are going to laugh. But So mm. I have a, I don't drink, and I have a... I'm an addict, right? So yeah. I don't talk about that in great detail. But, you know, I've had troubles with alcohol and all that sort of stuff. And I don't mean like, oh, now I better explain it. I don't mean I was sleeping on a park bench. But I think yeah. Australia in particular has a really destructive alcohol culture. I agree. And we applaud it and support it and think it's hilarious. And, you know, sometimes it is hilarious. Um, so when I'm not drinking, I normally find something to be addicted to. So if you're addicted to something like running, then that's probably a good thing because it's good for you. Yeah. Um, but I can be addicted to energy drinks. So I can drink like a litre of energy drink a day. I can literally wow. be sitting in bed at night having an energy drink before I go to sleep. Wow. So uh, yeah. I find that very difficult to kick. So I, no energy drink and healthy food. I'm trying to lose a few kilos. I won't say exactly how many because if I don't make it, I don't want to feel like a failure. It's alright. Um, but yeah, so I'm 10 days in and I'm doing alright so far. That's so good. I've got through the worst of the, the the withdrawal symptoms good on you. but and, you know I share those yeah. stories with people by email and they seem grateful that I'm being human about how yeah. hard I'm doing it because some days it's not easy when you're feeling a bit bugging you want to have a Red Bull or something
0: yeah no that's that's great I'll keep doing it I mean they're not they're, they're not the greatest they've got a lot of sugar in them and all the other yeah parasites. a lot of sugar a lot yeah. of
1: caffeine like chemicals but other than yeah. that the water that's in them is probably alright <laughs> so,
0: there's water in there I didn't know yeah just well, a little just a little bit yeah I um no, I. Well, when you, when I saw that you did the August Unlimited, I haven't signed up for it, but you did inspire me. I've just come off the back of about six weeks of. I've had about six weeks off, you know, for various reasons. I was a little bit um, sick, and I um, just family commitments and a few other things. And I so, I thought, you know what? First of August, I'm getting I'm back, and i have committed to running every day this month. Oh, running streak. A running a thirty a thirty one day running streak, but not just doing it gently yep because you know um
1: you don't want overuse injuries no exactly and look
0: i'm not as a as a running coach i would not normally encourage my runners to run every single day but most of my runs are really easy i'm doing them really on the flat i'm just going and with a minimum of five kilometers yeah nice so and you know 10 days in I've run every day so far and I actually feel good and because I'm doing it nice and easily, I'm just Enjoying doing, it, building yeah. up and um, so, and I, it is nice just to not have to put too much pressure on myself because I mean, running can be a, a pretty uh, selfish sport sometimes, you spend a lot of time out doing it and when there's other people waiting at home for you, it, it can be hard. and yeah, It has put strain on my relationships in the past, especially when I'm training for a big event you know, I'll, I'll see you in four hours, yeah. You know, and um, it's nice for me, I get to go out and play in the hills, but you know, for my wife, maybe not so much. But and she's a runner too, and now she's just getting back into it after having a baby, um, our, our third baby. But uh, so you know, it's that's great. No, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm gonna keep going with the awesome August. I might have to get on there and uh, and
1: yeah, sign on, up. get on there, sign up, get, and get I'll send you there. a little. Yeah. hell yeah you're awesome thing at the end of it I, right. I did censor that one for you but um,
0: yeah yeah and look, I think
1: probably what you touch on is that I think it's really important that anyone constantly re-evaluates what they are and aren't enjoying yeah whether that's running or life in general you know we're not we're not rocks we're not you know we don't just sit there stationary the whole time we, we you True. know as as creatures we, we constantly change our ideas and beliefs and what we do and don't enjoy so yeah you know at some point you might love running long runs or flat runs or hill runs or trail runs or fast or slow or exactly. run by yourself or run with other people and I think you know uh, even your you know your running streak you know most people would have thought they wouldn't see you out doing an easy five yeah That's probably not something that I would associate with you, but yeah. you know you're doing that and enjoying it. And, you know, I think that's what I yeah. would say to anyone: is don't ever lose, don't ever push yourself so hard that you lose the love of it. Because exactly. life's short.
0: Well, I took my little my little boy Patrick out in the pram the other day. Right. we have got a running pram, yes. and it's got like the big the bigger wheels on it. And we and it was cold. It was a cold day. Rugged him up, and he's he's 11 months old, ten almost 11 months old, and uh, rugged him up. He loved it. We're yes. just cruising along, you know, and it was it was nice quality time with him you know it was the first time i'd taken him out yeah, in, cool. in, in the, in the, for a run and you know he's looking around and was, we went past some people with a dog and he was going off his brain at the dog he thought it was great and then um then about a kilometer from home he was very quiet i looked in the pram and he was sound asleep <laughs> I just want to, I want to have a grown-up tram. how nice would it yeah, be? Yeah, someone
1: else to push, to push you around. Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just need a rest, yeah. yeah. But no, that, um, it, it's really good. So what I might do, I'm gonna, we might uh, type, put a knot in this shortly. I've got, but I always like to finish off with my, um, I have a thing called the Fast Five.
1: Oh, here we go. So
0: five, speaking of five kilometers, it's five questions, but five quick questions.
1: Okay, um, let's go. So, um, and by the way, I know we're about to do the fast five, but yeah. next time, if we yeah. ever do another podcast, can we not do it right near the kitchen where I have to watch all this food coming past? It's yeah. bloody killing me. I know. <laughs> I had a cup of tea, and all I can see is eggs and toast and cakes. And, oh, it oh, is man. pretty delicious. Right, let's go with all the right, fast five.
0: Okay, so just in your um, so reasonably short answers. So, question <laughs> question one: your favourite running film.
1: Oh, I don't really watch running films, so I don't really have one. I, I, I love running, but I don't like watching other people do it particularly.
0: That's fine. That's a good answer. I think I know the answer to this one. Roads or trails? Uh, at the moment, roads, but normally yeah. trails. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want you to finish this sentence for question three. Running gives me...
1: ah oh, mm. an excuse to eat more pizza. Good
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've done a lot of races. So question four, what is your bucket list race? Oh, a bucketless race? Um, um, oh,
1: shit, the pressure's on. Uh, Ticket At the moment, I don't have one and that's upsetting me. Okay. Yeah, I really need to, I like to have something to aim for. Uh, if I was fitter and stronger, grand to grand, ultra stage race over in Utah, that oh, was always mine. But amazing. I think it might be beyond what I'm prepared to trained for and and be prepared for so yeah I'm not really sure at the moment all right so watch this space
0: we'll have to come back and I'll ask you that one again one day Uh, and number five what is your favorite post-race treat?
1: Oh pizza yeah yeah. straight up no question a ginger beer that's like my current thing like a Bundaberg ginger beer and I and it's because I tell myself that the ginger will help settle my stomach it does Um, and the sugar's great too so the ginger beer and then yeah that night normally pizza
0: do you know in the Hubert one that's a great answer in the Humid 100 last year, I put ginger beer in my drop bag that was at the 70 something kilometre mark what? and it was glorious, <laughs> I got nice. there, cracked open the ginger beer, seriously just gave me a whole second yeah, yeah. second win, man. It's the best.
1: Go the ginger beer, I, I, and, if, and if Bundaberg ever want to sponsor me for giving them a plug, then feel free.
0: bunderberg <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the only one. You know, I don't know about you. I hate when I go somewhere and I say, "Can I?" Or I go to I quite often go to a pub or whatever, and go, Can I try have a ginger beer, and they oh, we've only got ginger ale. It's the same thing, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's no. not the same thing. They're so different. I, I, you keep your ginger ale, I'll have water. It's like when you say,
1: can I have a Coke? And they go, is Pepsi okay? And you yeah. go, come on. Yeah. No. Different it's, things. It is.
0: Spartanick, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. That's all right. We'll hopefully we'll do it again sometime. will see you on the
1: trails or the roads or somewhere.
0: Yeah. And, um, oh, sorry, one, one last question. Yeah. Next race. Uh,
1: Kangaroo Island Marathon, September the 1st. Ah. Uh. That would be great. I did do that last year and I had an okay run and I'm probably not trying to beat it. I'd just like to go out and do it again for a good time to spend a few few days there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, man. Well, good luck in that and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening. See you, bro. Hey, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that episode um, with Sputnik. He's a very... Interesting, man. We had a great chat, and I really we really hit it off. Um, he had a lot to share, and I hope you learnt something. I certainly did. I always do. Um, yeah. Also, get involved with his uh, awesome August initiative. It's never too. It's not too late yet. And uh, you know, follow Sputnik on social media, and you know, see what he's got. He's always got something interesting. He's a he's a great photographer, and he has great um, photos on his page. And he gets around. So yeah, and also don't forget to share these um, travel the trail runners experience with your friends, your family. Um, tell the world, you know, I'm trying to get this out there, and I'll I'll be trying to put out episodes every couple of days. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. So give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you want to hear. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, peace.